Helen Hills. What let's do we run, always talk about? Let's run Nothing. through uh, weekend stuff first. All right. And then we can move into trail updates. All right. Or whatever else. Bullshit. Weekend was pretty good. Made a busy race. I don't have the stats pulled up. You made it back out. Tell us about oh, your race yeah. run, Drew. Yeah, that uh, was, how long was it since you were on a bike and then you jumped right into a race run? Uh, I guess two months out with an injured wrist slash hand. Um, come out for the one of the random Saturday race leagues that we have. And on our run on Simple Green, uh, just went for it. It's just Simple Green. You still put it on a good time. It was decent. I, I tied with Max over here. Did you? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's like your trail, Max. You were clipped in, cross-country shoes ready to go and everything. Oh, yeah. Special guest introduction. We have our newest member of the team, Maximus, on the podcast tonight. Maximilian. Uh, but it was a good race. We had, um, I think that was our biggest race weekend with 42 people racing. They've been about that. Been around thirty nine to forty, so it's still technically, although it's only yeah. been bigger, it is still technically our biggest race weekend so far of this series. Yeah, which is pretty good. Don't we have one this Saturday? Mm-hmm. Not to jump ahead, sorry. but we do. But I we mean, do. you yeah. start off at Helen Hills race weekend. Yeah, kids bike race. But we'll get in that Whip into off. that later. What mm-hmm. else happened this weekend? We went we disc rode. golfing. Oh, we did. We that was fun. Golfing. Yeah. Me will. Max and Zach. Zach Cream. Yep. That, that was, was a good time. Yeah. Where'd y'all play? We went to Barry College. We did uh, the log cabin course, which is on the front side of the Barry campus. Have there to be was, specific because there's two of them out there. They have two courses. Yeah. yeah. There was that one hole, I think it was like 15 or 16. And, you know, I'm pretty, pretty damn abysmal at disc golf. And it was like, <laughs> Four drives in a row. The super long one? Yeah, the super long yeah. one. That was awful. <laughs> that was fun, though. It's funny, though, because I, uh, I played disc golf with a buddy the day after that. Yeah. And we were originally going to go to the one by my house, but they had something going on. So we went to Barry, and he did not like that one either. Because <laughs> it is. It's like three or four drives straight I in a row. I sent it like right into a parking lot. And it was either like try and make it over this car right in front of me <laughs> or wing it to either side. And I wung it just to, to the wrong side, to the wrong I side. Yeah. <laughs> Both courses are a full 18. Yeah. 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 How long did it take you to play that? Probably two hours. Yeah. Hour and a half. Hour and a half, two hours. That's not yeah. bad then. Yeah. We're chilling. That's a group of four. If you're doing it one or two, it's pretty quick. But yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> when we're all playing with one or two discs and they've got the hip pack with all 18 discs in there every one for selection. every hole <laughs> yeah i had a, i had an actual frisbee there i pulled that out one time wrong, wrong <laughs> <move. laughs> the one from the the bark park from the bark park yeah that's good you had mine yeah i brought yours with me <laughs> i figured i might be better with that than an actual disc were you no <laughs> it just, it just because it's i it's hard to drive that into the wind well you also kept throwing into the ground i did i don't know what was up with my my hand <laughs> i don't think those like the drivers are the drivers are really hard to throw forehand some of them but um comparatively to a frisbee yeah like yeah, much for different. sure. It's a different technique. I'll give you that. But 
on Monday, I figured out how to throw my one of my drivers forehand, that that clear one that Zach was using. Yeah. I got some distance on that guy. <laughs> you gave Zach a mid-range and a driver, and for the first, like, 12 holes, he was driving with the mid-range <laughs> and putting with the driver. <laughs> yeah. That man's got an arm, though. And he does. He's played some He knows what he's disc doing. In the, in he the kept past. trying to, like, roll it. Yeah. He would throw, like, a good roll, but sometimes it just wouldn't roll the right way. But yeah. he had the... He could get it rolling. Some of those rolls he had legendary, like yeah. going 100 feet or so across Extra, a road. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there were some bad ones across the road. Yeah, yeah there were sure some, some of good those. ones. Yeah. So if my, my cousin, Avery, if you're listening, you got to send me some discs now. I'm official. official. We looked at, uh, we looked at, what do you call them? The baskets. The baskets. They're pretty expensive, even for like a cheap, movable one. I believe it. Like to do a whole eighteen holes, you're in the like three grand range. <clears throat> we missed it. You got to just find the guy down the road that runs that private course and just be like, yeah, like these three cars if they're parked out front, just be like, it's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, well, I got the Sir on too now, and he's yeah. got a Sir on. We could be Sir on buddies and disc golf buddies. You know, thing with that is we'll have to get him to mow his his, his property. Yeah, I guess so. get lost out there. It does get a little ran over. But you trade him mowing services. For that whole group, because that's no? a private tournament. That's what, I mean, Drew's current addiction is definitely disc golf. You probably played Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and Monday. It sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've got you've got a you've had a hurt dominant hand. No. So you've been playing a sport where you use your dominant Th- hand. No, that that's Blair. I hurt my left hand, so I can still oh, throw a okay, disc. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Blair hurt his right hand. Yeah. But you're looking at uh, what you're talking about, push like cooler bags. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what that whole group that plays at that private course is like. They're out there with like the rolling bags with like multiple levels of bags, probably coolers in there and everything like that. Like big old setups of discs and everything. I mean, if you look at it like golf, like a setup like that's cheap, probably oh, comparatively. Comparatively, to, yes, but to it's like still golf. pretty pricey. Yeah, not that it's cheap, but yeah, yeah. How much do the discs run? Like. Um, so for some of my newer ones that you saw me throwing, um, like 15 to 20 bucks, it's not the worst, but, um, some, maybe if you get into the disc golf algorithm on Instagram, you'll see people with just their wall covered in discs. And I'm just like, man, that's thousands of dollars right there. As soon as it touches (laughs) the, the ground. You got to get a new one. Yeah, something like if that. If it's not landing on the right type of grass. It's got to get yeah. a new one. Nah, I'm just going to rip these till they're dead. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. I got up, uh, pulled up the race results. So we can go through those again really quick since we do that every week now. Yep. We had uh, Thomas Van Woodenberg and Carter flip-flop. So Thomas was first in 18 and under. Carter was second. Tied with Jesse Milano, and then Grant Arbashore is a third place for 18 and under. I'm just going top to bottom. Timeout. Is this, have you totaled all the no. seasonal things? Okay, you're just saying like from the previous, previous race. Previous race we okay. won, yeah. Yeah. But Carter was like first for the first two weeks. I yeah. know that. And then Thomas came in second last weekend, and then they flipped this weekend. Gotcha. This past weekend. Uh, amateur, Preston March first. Taylor in Mexico, second. Joel Elliott, third. 
uh, e-bike. Jeremy Schmidt came in with the wind. Josh's Rock Farm was not here this weekend, losing points. Kyle Stovall, Ooh. second place. And uh, John, Mike, and Jade Lee tied for third place. I will, I will note a, a very, um, not very, but a semi-drunk Jeremy Schmidt, or not drunk, hungover. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's another thing we did. We went to dirt track. Oh, we didn't go to dirt yeah. Track afterwards, but the racing was before dirt track. But, um, but yeah, e-bike uh, got mixed up with. Uh, yeah, no, I guess you're right. It was the yeah. Friday night still. He was out here Friday night, too. Yeah. Um, open men, Squilliam finally got a first place. How do you feel about it? I think if Charlie was here, I still would have won. I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Swept the field two seconds. It's a huge gap. Yeah. yeah. Ryan DeRoche second, tied with Bert for second. Uh, and Igor got on the podium with third place, put down a nice run. And I think he made it all day without blowing a tire. That's a first. It is a first. Good job, Igor. In a while. And then uh, first place was Britt Carnell, second place was Rachel Ruth, and third place was Haley Burgess for women's class. Pretty good show out. Yeah. Congrats to all those. Some new people on the podiums and stuff across yeah. the board. Yeah. I got a, really do got a total season points. Sorry. Yeah. We'll get there. Well, I guess There's two more races. Us, That's fine. That brings us to this weekend, the second to last race in the series, and you get those points up if you've been slacking. Do you think I would beat Charlie in overall if he... He did lose some serious points. I mean, he went from 10 points to zero points. He's going to have to... Unless you crash out or not race, there's no way. I mean, Bert and uh, Ryan are still definitely in the mix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that's... If you if they beat you, that's three points. This is what we'll do. I would definitely get a pool. We'll post 10. it Friday on the Jared's Place account when we release the... Uh, race run for the next one so everyone can do a mid-seasonish check-in to see what they have to do for the next two races mm, yeah so we've got if this they can weekend. even do anything too it could turn it could flash up where like there's a couple of ties for like first or second or a couple yeah. of closies but so we got this weekend and then we got a 20, three week 22nd i believe yeah 22nd three week intermission mm -hmm. um and i guess since we're now allowed to discuss what the race run will I be. i don't even know it's undecided. The man himself is here. <laughs> he said, he wants yeah, to raise you guys air supply. Air supply. Uh, what? Bert was, Bert was fighting for air supply. So I think Racing we're in up between. air supply? Yeah, yeah. So we're in between 17 and, or Ladybug to 17 for this weekend. It'll probably be one of those two. Yeah. I like the vault of Ladybug is 76, but the, we had talked about like the whole upper mound does scare some people and slow the process down a little bit, I guess. Not that that's bad, but you only yeah. get like one rate, one like pre-run in if that, and then you got to get up there. But um, I mean, it's only a 10 to 15 minute walk. It's not that bad. I haven't ridden 17 or Ladybug in so long. 76 is spicy. Yeah. I rode a... Uh, could uh, flip-flop the other race run, do double wide to lower backwoods, yeah. That's also interesting, cross the other way. I mean, there's always the option to go down lower squat rack. So here we are with Wednesday, and we don't get to tell them what the race run is. Y'all going to have to just wait, I guess. Yeah. It'll be posted 
tomorrow when you're listening to this. So. No. Oh, yeah, tomorrow if you're listening to it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. confusing. I was right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm into that. It's got two more race runs, so. We'll probably get to a 17 resurface before the last one, so maybe that'll mm-hmm. be an option for the last one. I like that, too. So what was That's the executive decision? on the list? I that was an off-mic executive decision, though. Let's share it. Okay, yeah, do the race, and then we'll talk about 76. Uh, it'll be upper, double wide, to mid and lower. Mid and lower? So we'll be doing... Actually, no, no. At the, road yeah. cro- the second road crossing. Upper, double wide. The low. And lower. Okay. Yeah, okay, so I like that. Upper, upper, double wide, mid and lower backwards. I like that. Yep. A complete flip-flop of what we did the other one on yep. Blackwood's a double wide. You heard it here first. And we will be racing, what is it, double wide to senior on the kids' bike ra- on the kids bikes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> a little bit of warm. <laughs> yeah, Dude, you're like going to be shot senior, at the end of that on those little kids' bikes. And you're no back. I figured, I figured mine out. Have I told you yet, Blair? No. So I'm going to draw a bike on a piece of paper, and there's no way I can fit 18 inches of wheel on a piece of paper. So it'll be smaller than that. Show it to Josh at the start, and then just sprint, you know? Run down just the mountain. Just rail those berms. Yeah. It'll would, be pretty quick. I would accept that if you carried a broom, like uh, those people that do the fake uh, horse thing. Have you seen that? <laughs> <laughs> they run around this, the stadium with the broom, and they jump to horse oh dust and stuff. God. If you did it with a broom, I would accept you sprinting I'm sure, down. I'm sure someone out there would get uh, offended, but... I think I think uh, the fake horse riding trumps whirly ball in the <laughs> <laughs> the wackest sport of all time. <laughs> it's all right. Beckett doesn't listen because he doesn't believe that he's so been talked about. So if you didn't about. know, Josh has been at whirly ball champs this past weekend. Quote from him just now: "Got my ass handed to me." And Beckett got what third? His second or third or something like that. Our our in-house one of the one of the professional whirly ball player, one of the best in the nation, right there. That, that combo is so ridiculous sounding, <laughs> but it's just as ridiculous as like a professional cornhole player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fair. They they could get Bush's Bean sponsorships over in whirly ball. The money would really be there. Beans. Mm-hmm. Like Bush. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They yeah. sponsor uh, cornhole competitions like crazy. Tailgating, right? Yeah. Gotta have the beans. Mm-hmm. All right, side tangent. What's next? Well, uh, what what do you want to resurface on seventy six? The plan is, and if you had checked the tasks list on Teams, now it's on there. We will be resurfacing seventeen from the top to where the service road exit is. That is the plan. Service road exit. Like right below Dongfeng? Right where, where the the two Can double... We, is that an accessible access road? Yeah. That service road? From the shuttle road? Yeah. That's the, the service road that I iced Blair on with the... Uh, There's a big the off ice and the chainsaw case. Oh, you're talking about down to that service road. I was thinking yeah. of that... Uh, not the, I was thinking of like the... Like right, uh, okay. right above where the... Like the big berms yeah. are at the bottom. Yeah. yeah, you did ice me in the chainsaw case. There. 
That was a good one. 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> and then later, you're like, you're not very productive, Blair. I'm like, I'm half drunk at 9 in the morning, man. What do you think? <laughs> Stomach's, you full think of happen? <laughs> Stomach's full of sugar and uh, Smirnoff ice. Thanks, man. That's good. So but, that's the plan. What's your thought? Uh, I like how the rocks have pushed up out of the ground on 76. Personally, I love it. Like the roots and stuff. Yes, we could get rid of some of the like the, the I'm stumps. A fan, I'm a fan. Yeah, of some all stumps of it. have become more exposed though. The like stumps, back, off through yes, the, wear and the stuff. rocks. Mm. I mean, in, in my my personal opinion, and this is most likely what is not best for the park, the business, the riders, the majority opinion. But I think it's good. People still love 17 as is. I think for some amateurs that do some downhill and stuff. It is, I mean, Sam's point on it was good is it's very inconsistent. It's hard to get like a good, have that as a good training run, mm-hmm. but it's really good for like training your, your hands and your arms for arm pump and chatter Yeah, and being able to ride in the unpredictable because there are some things that are a little unpredictable. Well, I, I think, it has beat in pretty well. I like lower 76. I like most of 76, even in like its state and everything, because it is like you got to work it. I think the worst part is that like first shoot is the worst, worst part. Yeah, we might we might be, re- I'd be rethinking down that, that. Yeah. maybe rerouting that so it's not just straight down I like water that. shoot the whole way. I was also going to say it's a double blue, so... In theory, it's supposed to get you ready for Upper Mountain, which is... That is true. ...our more technical stuff. Yeah. And maybe it's not for amateurs, but there are definitely things that we could change through there. You aren't wrong there, but I would... Then you have the whole conversation of, like, simple green becomes a blue, and that's the other blue on the mid-mountain, because otherwise you have greens and blues. Well, they're also on the task list, and we'll see what we end up resurfacing first is simple green. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we Fixing have those berms. planned out a, not planned out, but talked about and looked at a reroute for the first four cor- corners on simple green to make it less aggressive straight off the start because that's really the hardest part of the whole thing and we've talked about it. it's not far off but it's not completely reflective of the rest of the trail no yeah yeah Yeah. so there's room to make it work yes those those two are in the plan probably next up double wide will get done at some point i don't think it's in that bad of shape well i guess while we're talking about resurfaces are we working on a resurface now yeah, i was gonna say like, what did y'all do this week nothing nothing <laughs> <laughs> just hung out or just hanging around just hanging around <laughs> so re restarted not restarted continued on the senior discount resurface this week last week we got Rained out on the morning of day two of the senior discount resurface. Yeah. Um, and we This are, week is probably back to full dry. It is back oh, to full dry. Awful. We are. It was pretty good this morning. Not like moisture content, but not having to fight the sun and the weather. It is a task to get the right moisture content and get it thoroughly soaked, but not too wet that it just dries out immediately. It's hard fighting the sun, but. We got pretty far today. It's the sun and just the general heat too, like evaporating the water and yeah. everything. Just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it was like ninety-three degrees today, and probably UV index of like seven or yeah. eight. And it was, you would soak it, rake it, 
and then have to soak it more. And by the time you're done with the berm, it'd be almost completely dry yeah. like on the top layer. But yeah, we got some uh, some changes done on that. So where the hip was, the imaginary hip, because no one actually wrote it. Um, this is such an awkward yeah feature. So leading into that hip, you had a berm that a shallow berm that went right, a little roller into a berm that went left, and then the hip. So now that shallow berm that went right is still there. And it is now three rollers out of that in a straight line pointing you out farther. And then a bigger left berm, a table. And then the first table in the three pack of tables right there is now two big rollers. The original three pack is now a two pack with yeah. two rollers, right? That is correct. And I bet Josh five bucks he wouldn't hit the... Um, the roller gap tomorrow so I already did, it. did you no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i'll put five bucks out there to anyone that gets a uh anyone who sends in the first clip of them clearing the roller gap it's a big boy it's yeah. large it's a large and in charge mm-hmm. yeah you, you're saying that because you don't think it'll be like clearable until it's blue grooved in properly or you think it's going to be a big pool no matter what it's going to be a big pool no matter what even when it's properly blue grooved so Everyone will see when they ride it, but there's an option to kind of gap to the left on the table leading into that. And you'd have to like scrub, scrub all the way to the left, probably get a crank in on the landing. And then it's like straight into big roller gap that turns right. So they're, they're two like off camber rollers with, what do you think? Like a, 80 70 75 degree turn in in the two of them uh they're not like straight on yeah you know something so. like that i'd probably say more shallow but that's splitting hairs yeah so yep that's that's that the rest of it's pretty much the same little little changes for drainage but not much are you all done and like not done done, but like are you gonna touch bottom I stuff am. or <laughs> why do you say that? Well he was the hard I rake man. Hard, I hard raked the whole trail, so oh, really? yeah. We were like, Drew Drew, it's your turn on the quad pack. You wanna you wanna take a break from the rake? And he was like, No. I'm returning it. I don't want it. And he just, just hard raking. Hard rake, just go. Yeah. Carry the team on my back. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, Drew Hardrake the entire trail today. Yeah. Most of the entire trail today. Yep. So it's ready to go? No. Oh. Uh we are we're at the very last berm. Gotcha, okay. So Some it'll packing be and watering and done by lunch tomorrow at the latest. Did y'all like pull carpet and redo under that or did y'all We just did. Like- we pulled the carpet, or resurfaced underneath the carpet. How'd it look under there? The lip was like pretty much perfect. I think the carpet could be longer. Because it kind of creates like a little curb where the edge of the carpet is at the bottom with water running off of it. Yeah. If it like went all the way down to the flat bottom, that would eliminate some of that, I think. Um, the lip was perfect. You got to be careful because if you go all the way down to the flat bottom, then you have like the potential for like um, silt to settle into it. I think that would be that would be good though. I guess mash, mesh it a little bit better. Yeah. 
Um, and the, uh, not that you could ever notice it, yeah. but that was like the only gripe on that. And then the landing, I think because Jared put it on after it had been ridden for a while, after the latest um, resurface, it had already kind of developed some some rain ruts and stuff in that. So the landing wasn't perfect, but we're going to we'll throw that back on before anyone rides it so when it's completely fresh so i think it'll probably hold up very well i mean that was a test for us mm -hmm. and it held up better than the rest of the trail over eight months yeah and i honestly if there's rain ruts in the landing i don't think anyone can really feel it that's the plus of the carpet is it kind of pulls it down they weren't bad there's yeah. no holes in it like the rest of the trail i yeah. would say i will say the carpet on the landing did get torn up a little bit more where some rocks were kind of exposed and people landing on it i'm sure breaking pressure um what's the play like do you think when you put it back did you already put the lip back on i did but i didn't stake it down what do you think you should wet it and then put it on so when it gets ridden it's like the whole surface is packing into like a softer surface because you know like the tarps will hold some moisture underneath them um i don't think i need to wet it first it does like the the lip and the landing were like still held moisture underneath mm -hmm. uh, when I took them off and they seem to have meshed kind of not like meshed with the carpet but there was a a billion stakes in there which I don't think we actually needed all of those because after you get some tires on it and a rain on it it really holds itself down I think like that bottom <laughs> on the landing probably yeah a million staples that bottom layer is kind of a little poor so it probably gets kind of sunk into like the dirt yeah. and kind of just becomes one with it but an interesting test i would i mean realistically you'd have to do the entire trail because it'd be really hard to resurface just the spots in between the carpets um or you create service roads around everywhere that there is carpet. But good. It worked. Worked perfect. What do you think about, I'm just curious, like using that in turns and stuff like that. Do you think there's a speed loss with carpet? Noticeable or not? I don't know. Um, a tiny bit? A tiny bit, but... What I think about it is it allows you to ride in a wetter condition mm -hmm. and not lose speed in that wetter condition. So it maybe you lose a little bit of speed when it's completely dry and the rest of the trail is completely blue grooved, but it would allow for a more consistent speed and a broader range of moisture. That's fair. I was just, yeah, I mean... If you think about blue groove surface versus that turf surface, there's like more drag in there and everything. It's yeah. but it's probably it's a, just but a tiny little bit. Not noticeable. Yeah. I would say. Not also, noticeable. The grip on it's perfect the on that grip marine, and marine holding in the dirt. I think long term. Yeah. That would be like the best erosion control. It would be really finicky to get it done in a corner and I've seen them in some of those like British BMX dirt dirt jumper. You gotta like cut triangles the, out to like make it. Yeah, you have to. the The problem is with mountain bikes and you know how like on a BMX trail the ride the ride line is much smaller, and you're like no one's like 
oh, I'm going to roost this corner, you know, like there's no insiding and trying to like blow your tire off, which that is probably where you'd see a lot more issues. Um, if everyone's like in the same ride line and riding the corner right in the perfect spot, you mm-hmm. wouldn't see any issues. But that's, I mean, that would be a good test to see what it does. That makes sense. That. I mean, I really don't think you could roost or like drag your tire on that stuff the same. Oh, you could. You could. Yeah. It would tear it up. It would but... tear it up. You could definitely still blow a tire off on carpet. You might actually slide out quicker than on dirt. But. I don't know. Maybe we can do it on more jumps. Yeah. I just think in the berms, it's nice to have dirt. And, like, that's where Yeah. you gain a lot of speed and grip. Like, I, I just want to – I think it would be weird with the carpets on a mountain bike. I agree. Mm-hmm. BMX is more like like they're used to riding on extremely, like, smooth surfaces where they're not sliding on the dirt, like, on purpose. Yeah. And, that, I don't know, it might be weird on a mountain bike. Yeah. Well, um, there were some guys asking Josh about uh, the status of senior discount. And one of them is my buddy from Rome, Darren Bellcase. I doubt he listens, but I remember him. He should. Yeah, he should. He was stoked should like, on, comment, uh, and subscribe. <laughs> he was working senior discount before because he just got a, a Kona Hanzo. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be stoked on the resurface on a hardtail especially yeah and you know like kids eat free terms and conditions apply we don't really know what the final name is yet also well i think we know but there's no signs yeah (laughs) do we know what is it terms and conditions kids eat free kids eat free yeah i like terms and conditions apply i think i think the name is stuck now kids eat free i don't know if i said it on the podcast last week yeah (laughs) But my yeah. mom, my mom's argument, like you and Josh were saying, it's a mouthful. It's actually less syllables than senior discount. Yeah. Like, terms and conditions. No, kids eat free. Kids eat free. Senior discount. Yep. Look at that. So I think what I was saying was the mouthful is the full thing. Kids eat free. Terms and conditions apply. Like oh, no one's yeah, gonna yeah. say that full thing. So you pick the first half or the second half. But I, I like kids eat free because you're like, where are you going to hit? I'm going to hit senior. I'm going to hit kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just, it's good. It's good. It's good. We're hitting kids all day long, dude. It's <laughs> so good. But you'll still have the 12-foot long trail sign with the whole name. Kids eat free every other Thursday. Terms and conditions apply. I, I think oh, we just do the regular kids eat free and then underneath it put... Like everyone contributes something to that that terms Par- and conditions like that paragraph, and put it in like the smallest print ever. Just put a blank piece of board and have a sharpie or a paint mm-hmm. marker and just let everyone write on it. Yeah, that was someone's idea, but the problem is you just get a bunch of a bunch of penises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the yeah. kids out here they're like, "Ooh, sharpie, surface, Penis. let's go." <laughs> I do this in the bathroom of my school. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like probably something you did. Dude, when I was younger, I wrote my name on the playground in Sharpie, and I had to go out there with the janitor in, like, third grade and remove it, and I got in trouble for it. I had detention. It's a big thing. Did you learn to not write your name? Yeah, but... Penises? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> penises are much, much more anonymous, but 
I, I had a problem with little things like that when I was growing up. I would steal toy cars and they'd be like, why? That's not yours. And I'd be like, but I liked it more than you. <laughs> Prove that you like this more than me. This is now the finders, finders keepers rule of America. <laughs> so did you find the bikes when you went out for a hunt? Y'all didn't find any, did you? No. We found... No. Josh made up a good point. We went to the, the Goodwill in Rome and they had one bike with probably like eight inch wheels on it and it was like so small coaster brake you couldn't even fit on it we just need to go to the walmart and find the cheapest thing they have yeah he also said we all just need to chip in on a bike and we can all just ride it and i was like you 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 told us that we can't share bikes Did he? so now we can share bikes so we could all just go in on one one sweet rig get some spray paint and just make her fire i mean if anything we can get two rigs we can have a team, two versus two or something like that. <laughs> so what they did have, and they're not 18-inch wheels, but they had wheelchairs at the Goodwill. So me and Max were thinking <laughs> one of us could sit in the wheelchair and the other one could push. Yeah. It would be a little sketchy on the steeper stuff. Yeah. Those small front wheels. Not that's bad. Reverse, not bad. reverse mullet on the wheelchair. It rever Reverse mullet, but, you know, it'd probably be pretty quick. Yeah. And we'd just like either build a platform on the back. It'd be kind of like a chariot. What is, what is that tandem when they're on the side? The sidecar, sidecar racing. Have you ever seen sidecar trials? What? what? Trials motorcycle. You know what yeah, a trials? Yeah, I know what trials. That seems There's a hard. Trials sidecar world series. That's silly. it is insane. How does that even work? It's a trials bike and there's a sidecar on it. They're just they moving at the same a, time. It's a standing, and they're doing trials courses. It's a standing sidecar. Do they so both have like handlebars so they can both like? You've got like a bar on the front of the uh, the sidecar. So they have to basically like jump in unison. They, they hold like the sidecar person holds on and has to move their weight around. Oh, you know what that reminds me of? The dinghy racing in Australia that they do in the mangroves. You ever seen that? Nope. They get in little like John boats or like 10 foot John boats. And then the guy in the front is just jumping from side to side on the boat to make it cut these corners. That's crazy. It kind of just looks like Florida. Have you seen those like Southeast Asian videos where they have like the John boats with the two JZ on it? What? Yes. Yeah. Even better. It's like it's, Thailand and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. The John boats, but then have you seen the ones where it's like a 30 foot like dugout canoe, but it has like a built like 6BT like diesel Cummins or something, and they're rolling coal Cole down the river. And they have a they have huge ducktails. Float the entire hooch on one day. <laughs> you could get up the Morganfall Dam and that thing just go right up the, the down uh, overfill. Physically, I'm here at Jared's place on the podcast, but mentally, I'm down on the Chattahoochee, way down yonder on the Hoochie. Hoochie Coochie. Yeah, those are the lyrics, for sure. There's that one Migos song. <laughs> he mentions the Chattahoochee as well. But he's making a comparison of sorts when he does it, and I don't know if it's appropriate for the podcast. Hmm. Well... Life updates. Blair sold the Subaru. I did. I did sell the Subaru. I made that decision this past week. I talked about it and talked about it, and I just sold it. Yeah. I came in today. I told Drew, I was like, clear out some space in the uh, the shop. We got some projects to do on the van. Yeah, you're more than welcome. And Jared bought a fifth wheel camper. Did it get delivered? 
It's over there. He showed me around earlier. Thing is nice, dude. Non, it is like non uh, non garage or non toilet. Non garage. It's we've talked about this before. Like thirty three feet, dude. You get so much more space when you don't have the it's garage. It's so much. Like Josh's is nice. Don't get me wrong. And he's got extra sleeping space in the back. Mm-hmm. But Jared's like living room is ginormous, mm-hmm. and the master bedroom super nice. So, yeah. But. Side note to that, Jared now has two trailers out here. I don't know where he's renting them, but hit him up on Instagram. Jared loves biscuits. They might be on VRBO or something. But I think you just message him and he schedules it. But he rents those out. If you want a place to stay over the summer, rent them out for a weekend. Plenty of beds, air conditioning, fridge, you know, all the amenities. And you're on property, so. Little little plug for jared yeah buddy yeah so hell on hills is going to be a pretty big weekend are you ready for it am i ready for it yeah i was born ready for it you saw josh got you on the schedule saturday and sunday so you're basically (laughs) racing getting back in the shop and i think we're gonna have you running to shuttles during lunch and no he doesn't (laughs) i've got a good day saturday and we're going me my dad and my uncle are going back to amp on sunday oh nice yeah gonna do some some hot go kart racing, oh, it's, dude. Go. We've I've been I watch that. I think it's probably the same one you watch that random like U.S. storm and like weather guy. I forget Ryan the name. Hall? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Hey, got it. We got a big old heat thing waving around right now. Mm-hmm. I saw his post earlier this week. Heat wave thinging around right it's now. It's just like this big circular like red thing that's just like swirling on the east coast Let's right check now. Check the weather. So it's supposed to be. Last time I checked, ninety eight on Friday. Yeah. We were going Somebody. to shoot that video on Friday, a little air supply with um, Brian, Brian Decon, and some of his guys. He's starting a little YouTube, so be on the lookout for that. But it is supposed to be now 96 on Friday, 98 on Saturday, Oof. 93 Sunday, and then it'll cool back down. Monday, 90, 90. 87 on Tuesday, 87 on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, so cool. Yeah, so cool. Still looking at rain on Saturday, or is it cleared off? It says 50% chance of thunderstorms all weekend long, which means maybe a heat shower in the afternoon. It's going to be dusty. Honestly, you wouldn't even be mad at a heat shower on it days would like be that. Amazing. One of a couple of those would be great. So uh, the kids' bike race is double wide. The senior, which I think is going to take a minute. It will. Like that's going to honestly On not. Even, kids bike? I'm going to be going fast. Honestly, saying it's not even going to be legs. It's going to be your lower back because it does not have the right reach on that bike. Right, you're going to be hunched over on that little thing. Did Chris ended up getting the like the motocross one, didn't he? I think so. Like if you got that, then you can like sit down. You got that. That seat to work the around whole fender, on. You can even sit you can on. like get up on the tank for the for the corners with that leg out. I think it looks big until you put Chris on it. Yeah, because <laughs> Chris isn't small. We should get you know. Chris I just his, realized this. Chris on his like large specialized or yeah. extra large specialized before still looked big. So <laughs> we need to get Josh to change the tire size or the wheel size to 19 inch because that's what's on the Suron. <laughs> oh man nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> but yeah that's gonna be brutal he said i think we're, so we talked through it i think we're just gonna do timed runs down it 
Okay. Seems so like just a, individual. Yeah, it seems like yeah. watching you guys like go on the pit bike race and trying to take each other out, maybe an insurance risk of doing four people on the trailer. It would once. also take probably so long to do it that way. I, I disagree with that statement because if you think about it, I mean, you're going to drop 20 riders every 30 run, every 30 seconds, or you're going to do four heats of five. It's four runs versus 20 runs. What's and the difference there? Best times of each heat. You're right. Yeah. It ended up being about the same amount of time. Overall, I don't think it'd be a major difference in that point, right? Like, you're going to have differences in trying to get that, you know, okay, that's clear. Now the it next would, heat. But so then, like. I guess, actually, no, I'm still wrong. I think it ended up being over. It actually, yeah. You'd yeah. have six runs. It might take a little longer trying to get who won in between them and going on to, like, the final one or something. But, like, yeah. 20 runs. At like 30 seconds apart, it's still going to be long too. So. That's a lot of timing for you that day. You've got to do race league timing in the morning. As I said, you're on the Kids clock. I'm training race. you Saturday morning to do all the timing. And then you also have to time the whip off. That's a lot. <laughs> I'm out on the whip off. I'm out on that. I'm not helping with the whip off. You got to time who gets the most airtime, player. You got to be out there with that stopwatch. Did we decide where we're going to do it? We did. So there was a poll up yesterday. If I you seemed- missed it, you missed it. Looks like we had a good good bit of voters. Um, the options were down and dusty, the shuttle trail step up, or the trick jump on air supply. Well, I think it was over fifty percent. It ended up being for air supply. Really? So we will be on the trick jump on air supply. We've got a Tacoma quick shuttle in the works to get people up to the like midway pull off right before Dale. Yeah. So you'll be able to get some, a couple quick laps in on that. That'll be fun. I mean, we've got plenty of room for spectators over there. Pretty good shade. Grass is growing pretty nice. Easy for spectators to get there too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, pretty sure. So hopefully it won't be so hot. We have people fainting again, like last year. I think that was just dusty because he saw blood. Was there not someone else? It was hot out there last year, for sure. It was it's, hot. That's why it's called Hell on Hills. Middle of summer, yeah. It's going to be hot in air supply, too. I mean, it'll be a little bit more shaded, but definitely bring your personal fans. Bring yeah. some water. We had some coolers and water and stuff over there last year. We'll try to make sure we have that, but it's definitely going to be a hot one. We might have to go to uh, the Best Buy and pick up one of those jumbo JBL speakers. Jared's got one in Texas. Make sure he brings it out. Oh, he does? Yeah, he used to, when Jared used to run the shuttle truck because he couldn't connect to the speaker and because he just wanted his own tunes. <laughs> oh, he's he used got to, a big one. He, he doesn't had that have big, like the jumbo jumbo. Oh, well, he had that. That one was loud, but he had that big speaker that he would just put in the yeah. passenger seat. And it was like, take up the whole passenger seat and he would just blast that thing. Yeah. That, that might be good. the big one. Either it that or they up. might have, um, do they have the Red Bull? Truck coming back out? I don't think so. No, but I know um, Chef Smokey is going to be out. Yep. And we haven't seen him since last year. And Chef Smokey, I love some Chef Smokey tacos Ooh, yeah. too. Yeah, some, some, some of that birria. Mm-hmm. Birria, birria, however you say it. Some of that birria. Maria. That birria taco. Las Palmas has some pretty good birria, but it's not, <laughs> not, it's not, not quite the same. That's as that Chef birria Smokey. that you feel the next morning and you regret that you ate it. Like, not really, but like, oh, man. Made that trail yeah, work so hard. Got it all going on on Saturday. Yeah. Whole lot. It's it's going to, I mean, I have a feeling. Last year was pretty crazy. Like, it was busy, busy. A lot of spectators, which just jumps up to craziness in general, I think. Last year was crazy, but all we did was a jump champ. I know. And we had a lot of, like, spectators out for us. three stuff. events going on in one day this year. So, bear with us if things... Oh. 
But you know what Don't is go nice? exactly to plan. Other big announcement that just happened this week. We didn't even talk about Donnie got put in on the third truck. Three trucks running with AC and awnings. The awnings going, which is nice because it is hot. and That's a good reminder. We're we going to have the, the awnings up for the shuttle. Pad. Yeah, but we're going to have to be running all three trucks this weekend. So it's nice to have all three covered, yep. especially with the heat wave coming in and everything. Yep. So that was nice. Chris was out here getting that done for us. Very nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's going to be awesome. We definitely had some weekends. And it goes back, there's two sides to it, but there's like some weekends where the radio chatter was um, people, like I have like a partially full truck because people don't want to ride on the truck with no awning. They'll just wait for the next one to come down, which I get. I'll raise my hand. That was me. I get it. gets hot. But then like, I was like, well, I was like, well, the other side of that story, Josh, is there's still 12 to 14 people that would get on that truck. So we still can move numbers. But I mean, I get it. You're like, uh, I'm not in a rush, right? It's not only complaining about it, but they're like, I'll take a break, wait a little bit longer, and wait for the next truck. It's fine. But I get it because like, it it's a lot of sun time. But don't have to worry about that now. Yeah. All I have to worry on. about is the exhaust. <laughs> That's next. I, I think exhaust is lower priority to sun. I'll listen to the exhaust and sit in the shade. That's fine by me. Yeah. I think most people are like that. I've it's, never it, – it's not that bad when you're sitting on the back of the truck and you're talking with people. It's – it's really not that some bad. Some of the... It might be bad in the cab. It, maybe it's also cab lap after lap after lap. Yeah. Some of our guests like that 7.3. They'll talk about it. Oh, yeah. They like the sound of it or they just mm -hmm. like that truck in general? Man, they is like that a Cummins? No, man, that's a 7.3 Power Stroke. <laughs> <laughs> that's Ford, baby. It, we were talking about this Ford. weekend because the 450, that the, the older 450... Um, is the best running truck. Like Jared got off of him. He's like, man, is, which truck is this? This feels like the best. I was like, it's definitely the best. When it runs. It, it runs. It runs good right now. That's fine. It, 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 was, your the statement four, it is, was the 450 that was over there that we replaced the uh, leaf spring on, right? Yeah. It started for me. Yeah, your then. statement, it, it runs. Right currently, it was if it starts with some corroded leads. It runs great. It runs yeah. great. But it has you, had you some issues that we've had to fix, but it is time. the best truck we have. It's the smoothest riding one. It's got the best power and the best transmission and the newest rear end. But it does pull. Like, the difference between the 450 and the 350 and just, like, smoothness on the back, smoothness of driving, like, way smoother of a ride overall in general. I mean, I guess the, the difference, the main difference stock would be the springs mm -hmm. and the truck itself, which the 350 would have. Not as much to take on the big weight. Yeah. And then the older 450's got the tune. Yeah, for the power and everything. Probably makes the biggest difference. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't I don't know if we know exactly, but I'm like 99% positive when Josh first bought that truck, it had a tune and injectors. Which like also upgraded helps. injectors? Yeah. yeah. Uh, which people will do with tunes a lot. You basically like, can just like spit more fuel in there. You can raise the fuel pressure up right. and everything like that. So, like, tune plus injectors is nice. I, mean, I could be wrong on that, but... I mean, that would make sense. It would help the the rest of the, like, the well, fuel just, system just keep up with the tune. It just stands up faster. Like, when you get on the gas, like, it'll get up into yeah. its power range. Like, way fast. The 350s are just, like, stock sluggish feeling, which could just be tune. I mean, there is a big... I mean, it's 2000... It's a 99, so if you think about the fact that that's 15 years of programming improvements just in that and how you're managing it even if it's the same controls and, and everything like that just 15 years of more fine programming controls where are you getting 15 years from 15 well, i guess it's 20 years 
22 years. When was it built? 99. Not to say like, but I say 15 because I doubt they've really kept improving tunes over the past. Yeah, for the 7.3. Yeah, like at a certain point they just stop, but. Yeah. But the other four, the point of that conversation was the other 450 with no exhaust feels very much like that truck, but you get um, mentally overwhelmed just by the sound of it. So you can ignore, you, it's harder to yeah. pay attention that it's driving just as smooth or pulling just the same because like the audible tone that's coming out, it sounds like it's just roaring up the mountain, but it actually pulls really strongly. I'm sure Beckett loves it. He's like, man, it's sounding loud. I can make it go louder. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a point where the tone just stops and you're up in that high power range and it's making the same noise. It's yeah. just, yeah, I'm sure exhaust would be nice in the cab. Yeah, where does AC's it, where way does better. It awning weighs better. Like just right below the cab, you can literally see there. Just which is like yeah. maybe a foot away from where it comes out the engine. Basically, it's like headers and then a foot of exhaust and dumps under the cab. I've been there. It's a lot. Oh, I know you have. <laughs> I was gonna say when we were calling out because it just makes me laugh. But when we were calling out the winners, eighteen and under, Grand Abishore. Oh my god! <laughs> third place, and then decided to pull his exhaust in the parking lot during lunch. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a mitter pipe between the cats and the because the mufflers all the way in the back underneath the truck, underneath the trunk on the uh, cross tracks. So we just took out the uh, the mid pipe and just let it dump for a little bit. And then put it back on. Drove it around. I was like, this sounds terrible. <laughs> and he, he walked in the shop and he walks back out and he's like, he's talking to, um, what was his friend's name again? Char Carter. 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 And he was talking to Carter and he was like, yeah, derailleur hangers, uh, derailleur cables are $20, but I found this used one in the trash and he used it to tie up the, uh, the hanging bit <laughs> from, from like the mid pipe to the back. Cause it was he just decided, hanging down. He decided that it found, it sounded like crap a lot faster than you and Mike decided that it sounded like crap. Will all right. Oh yeah, he did. It took you like a full year to find like, that sounds like shit. I think mine sounded good. I don't think it did at all. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> so on Mike's we had, we had it dumped basically where his dumped right underneath the passenger seat with a little downpipe. And it was super aggressive, so we put a little extendo on there, and then it dumped right before the rear axle, and it was still really aggressive in the car. Didn't sound great. It's all but, fun. To, you know, when we, you're when you're young and dumb, and it sounds cool to you for a second, you're like, yeah. We talked about it. It's all fun in games until you go on like a six hour road trip. Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Then you're. Do so like, you have to drive a lot? It's, it's cool. And then it's just droning along. You're like, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. When I first bought my uh, my 99 Forerunner, it didn't have cats on it. And then I went on a, a drive somewhere, uh, like maybe like four hours away to like Alabama for, for a bike race. And it sounded like a damn like 370Z with no muffler, like just a trumpet fart box. <laughs> and it was so loud in the car. Rin windows up, you couldn't talk to your passenger. And I just, I had to put a cat on it. It's not, like noise is fun until you go and hear that noise for four hours and then you're like, no, sir. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to put this out here. Drew's going to be helping some, I'm sure, but I did. And I'm about to start some serious reworks of the van. I reached out to Dennis. He's got a busy schedule, but he does yeah. woodworker, cabinet maker and stuff like that. But if we got anyone that's built vans or any skilled woodworkers out there, we got some projects coming up looking for some... Um, uh, 
some help and some some Building support. The dream team over here. Yeah, dude. I got Igor on my solar mounts. Could probably talk to Brian Daly. Yeah. What an inside of it. I'm like I'm trying to do a really my band finish is okay right now. So like the yeah. next level I'm trying to do like a really finished product. I I know someone you might get along with. He made an entire electric bike out of wood, overlaid layered wood that is beautiful and he's been doing woodwork for like 10, 15 years. He might be your your guy. That could be pretty cool. Yeah, I wanted to be like I, I don't want it to be like uh, I, I don't mind like I don't want it to be crazy like crazy intricate because it's still a van, but I want it to be like nicer than what it is now. Like I feel like I have a yeah. an entry to mid level build. It's got everything I need. It's been great. I'm like I've also realized I'm coming up on five years of owning that van. So September will be five years since I first purchased that van. So it's a good point to do a refresh on. But it's been yeah. great for five years. But I'm just like slowly been trying to like work through everything i want to do and i'm like i'm at the point now like five years it's time i've had it it's getting not old but it's getting boring to me i guess yeah so like i don't know if i'm gonna do a full like probably gonna keep a very similar layout to it but i just want it to be finished better mm -hmm. so what i figured out i can i can do for your dream team because i can do most things good and nothing above good <laughs> I can do Home Depot runs. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I can just be driving back and forth at the Home Depot. That's there's cool. There's always something to do at the Home Depot. Because the one thing that does suck is I don't have the Subaru anymore, which means when the van's pulled apart, driving it to Home Depot is much more of a bitch. I got that huge bed on the Tacoma. I can fit most of the you tiny little pieces of wood. You have a huge bed on the Tacoma. <laughs> you got like the four-foot bed. I can fit anything with a ton of hangout in the back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I... Mike did a really good job on his. I think the problem is that most of Mike doesn't carry his tools with him or anything like that, right? So, like, I was talking to, like, Dennis, like, routing tools, stuff like that. Mike Gauslaw, Michael Gauslaw, however you say his name. Like, his finish is really Gossow. good. Gossow. His, um, <laughs> his finish is really good, like, the inside of the ambulance. What do you mean he doesn't carry his tools with him, though? Like, that, that's, like, a woodworking set, like, routing stuff, all, like, table saws and all that stuff, right? Like, he did that at, like, probably his house or whatever. Like, he did that at his parents' yeah. house where so, they have all of that. Yeah, so you're not carrying all of that around. So finding somewhere that could, like, oh, either you have to go to someone's house where it has it or, like, you find someone like Right, so, yeah, you find someone that you got to find who has the, the, the least likely movable tool that you need for the build yeah and then everyone else has got to work around that on some of the stuff or like for at least for that part or something but i mean like it's timing might not work about like dennis or if you find the right person dennis mega duke um he's a customer and jay recommended him but like he's like i do have technically like everything you need because he's like my full wood shops in my trailer basically so yeah. like routing tables table saws all that he's like has a basic mobile trailer that's his wood like, shop almost like chris's yeah, yeah, like that type of setup. Right? Yeah. But like for like cabinetry making and all that type. So very specific to the finer woodworking and everything like that. Would you try and have it done out here? I mean, I like to do a lot at Drew's place because he's got a That's pretty nice fair, garage. Yeah. He has a big space to work with and everything. And like, But it doesn't mean I can't like pull stuff and then go somewhere for a specific part of the project. Yeah. I think there's like phases, right? You got to pull everything, set up electrical, redo solar because solar has to be re rewired to a new place when it gets done. Yeah. And then like all of your stuff set then you can start finishing, but you got to do electrical first before you yep. put everything on the inside. Yeah, woodworking stuff in the in the finishing process is probably pretty far down. Yeah. If you set it up right, like timing wise, like really plan it out with everyone and how long things would take realistically. Do it pretty fast, I think. You could probably get it done in 2 days. 
uh i would say two weeks of on and off work like mm, uh, like three yeah. or three days here three or four days here a really big push of three or four days which would be like pulling everything doing all the electrical stuff and getting all that ready and then three to four days of finishing work maybe especially since i have a good bit of stuff in the, the layout already there yeah um, but I don't know. Kaysen knocked his out really fast. And his was like a, a I mean, mid, you, midly nice build. If you like do, if you spend more time planning on it, right, and mm -hmm. you can be like, all right, I need you, you, and you here this day from this time, do a long day. Yeah. Tear down electrical. Yeah. Next day, your cabinetry guy has got as much as he can do prefabbed. It, it's just throw it in there. Yeah. I think if it's planned right, it could be a pretty short process. Yeah. Because you can have some, like... If you can get everyone scheduled yeah. for that. And dimensions aren't changed. So if you have, like, the cabinet maker or someone or woodworker come look at it, and they can start building stuff because you know dimensions, and then it gets, like, yeah. placed while something else is getting worked on. But I think That's it should where be, that CAD model, like, find well, someone that's got a little bit of CAD. And so I don't want to do, change mine drastically, which is the plus. Like, I like my general bed layout. I like kind of, like, so it's... Yeah, that's fair. So it, like, kind of already gives you but space still, awareness. still... CAD would be good for like cabinetry where you can get a very precise measurement without yeah. like tape measure up against the wall. Yeah, that's that's, true. that's what I was going to say about the uh, the family, the, the guy I know who built this bike. He has an entire aluminum and wood CNC machine. Oh, really? And like the entire 15 years that he's been doing stuff is yeah. all with CAD. And he's not like, you know, crazy professional. Yeah. He, he worked at Coke and then retired. So he might, you know, he might be someone you could talk to because reach the, out, see if he'd be interested in put us in contact. I mean, I, I'm not against also, any of that. So. Yeah, I mean, and he clearly by the bike he made two of these bikes. Yeah, I mean, he's really into the kind of yeah. out of the box projects. So building a van, I, I like mine, but I want to make it like have it a little bit more of like like with some weird but like a homey feel. Like like has my touch to it a little bit. So like some like finer details that are finished nicely. It's more like fluffy blue carpet on the ceiling. Definitely. I do want to change that. I got like a rough like like fabric material on the ceiling. If yeah. you catch your fingers on it wrong, like if you're just like reaching up to stretch, like I've knocked skin off my knuckles on it before. Really? Yeah. You need to get that like '70s fur van vibe going. No, I think I wanted to go. Yeah. To, I don't like full wood, but I think I want to go to like well, wood, a nice stained wood paneling on the roof, and then vary it up with like a, a fabric or something on the sides to be a little different. Yeah. But I don't like I don't necessarily like wood roof all the way down walls like the tongue and groove wood all the way down and around. But but yeah, yeah, I got my plans, but I got you on the list. I told Igor whatever he does while he's building my solar panel mount, which is going to be pretty cool. I want him to be able to like use you as his assistant. That would be amazing. I know. I mean, it's not I, bad. By if anything, I can be so. there for as much of the process as yeah. possible and take in as much as even though I'm just. Standing there, twirling my thumbs and watching. I told Igor to make sure you're his assistant. But yeah, but um, he's gonna be working that. That's uh, that's like it goes towards the beginning because that's gotta be on the roof. R wires ran and everything, right? I think anything roof or external. The other thing you can help me with is the deck on the back. That's yeah. like at the very end of the list because that can be done at any point. But I do want that to be like a bracketed up deck on the back too. Igor was flexing on me the other day. He's like. Yeah, man, I got like 134 feet of one-inch square tubing at work, just scraps. You know, if you need some steel, hit me up. <laughs> that was gonna be my question. I haven't asked him yet. I don't. I, I obviously, because he said he could he do it. You discount you're... pricing. Well, no, at least no. I, I, I'm not even worried about that. But I guess it's like, does he have his own welding set up as well, or would he be doing it at work? Or does he have like an actual welder himself? I'm pretty sure he doesn't have his own personal welding setup. They do like, it's like a 
most um, welding shops like that, you have your own booth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you bring your material in, you've got everything you need in there, and you do your own projects. Um, and they, they probably, it's okay to go in there and use the personal stuff too. But that might be a good excuse for me to get a new machine and let Igor run it, set it up, and show me the ropes on it. We'll message him about it. But yeah. yeah. But I did, because I... I, I know you can, you have fabricated stuff, but we'll, like um, Igor and I were talking about it. Not to the level that you want yeah. for a long-term van. Yeah. Honestly. You can help me with the spray painting. <laughs> I am damn good with the ball of spray paint, son. I'll good tell old, you what. Rattle good old rattle can it up, baby. Um, but I told Igor, and this is what Igor's point, he goes, man, like when I first started this job and they handed me like a blueprint and it's like build this. He goes, I know I can, but the process of actually sitting down and doing something like that efficiently from start to like end is like something you still have to figure out where you're like, yeah. cause you've built stuff like your Velocirac copy and stuff like that. But like you kind of just start putting it together, improving it, putting it together. Right. Like yeah. he's given a floor, pl- like a blueprint and you have to like, just be like, all right, where do I start to just start fabricating this together and just go piece by piece by piece and working through that whole plan, which is a much different process to go through and everything. Most of the time on my projects, I have something, I've got the end goal in my head, Yeah. but I have no idea how to make it. And I just like make as much as I can and then figure out the next yeah. step. And, and so I think with it was the, like the spinner. Yeah. Like I knew exactly what I wanted, but I didn't really know what I could buy from Home Depot to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> but I think with Igor, cause I was asking, I was like, how long is this going to be multiple days where you're like, you need a day to measure plan and everything. Like he's like, no, I think he's like planning, like cutting, doing all this stuff, fabrication, mounting, probably like eight hours max total. So you look at like, you would probably struggle to put together like a really good quality finished product in like a full day with including mounting and everything like quality that. quality finished product, yes, I would struggle in general. <laughs> you can give me as much time as you want, and it would be a struggle to get a quality product. So it's not that I didn't want you to help with that, but I just, yeah, you're all right. I want it to last and look good and everything. I want, yeah, like, the last thing I'll do with the van when I'm done with everything else that's more critical is I'll probably like take it to a body shop, get some dents pulled out, get it freshened up, all those little last things. But going to give it a little bit of a new life. Five years, give it a full new life, freshen it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. There yeah. you go. Hell yeah. Yeah. So if we got any people out there that would fit into that uh, project realm, I will pay for your time and efforts by looking for some help. Reach out. Somebody might. We got, a, I got, a, we got like 16 to 17 listeners. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Igor's no, but, one of them, so that eliminates one. But he's already in, so that doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. So, but yeah, reach out. Let me know either at the the boys of Jared's place or at Big Purple. Uh, let us know if you can help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be fun. Maybe it might get frustrating. It'll be frustrating. Oh, it'll be frustrating. It'll be fun though. Ripping it'll your fun, your though. only vehicle and your your bedroom when you're out here apart might get a little little frustrating not in the doing of it but in the inconveniences in yeah. your life for those two weeks yeah that's why i want to try to plan where it's like i mean technically i can pull everything get all the wiring done and sleep in it without having walls put back in or anything like that right that's like, very true not yeah. super pleasant but if it's for like one weekend where i'm like okay i'm halfway through all this everything's pulled electrical's already done the garage is set up everything like that and then it's like all right next week it's all finishing work or even next week you get halfway through finishing work and then the following week is finishing finishing work like how can you split it up that way as well two random questions because 
they bother me and I'm sure one of them bothers you. Are you going to pull the AC unit and redo the seal on that? Yes. I know that leaks. Yes. And are you going to pull... I have this. I have the seal forward and everything. pull the diesel heater, but are you going to actually install it this time? Yes. Um, and because like... <laughs> so I'm going to pull everything all the way down to the plywood floor on the bottom. Like I just want to start fresh with everything. Like seal everything better, make sure it's all fresh and just start fresh. So I'm going to go all yeah. the way down to like pulling the plywood floor base out, which that's mounted into... Recut that, re-put that in place, recover Just it. Just redoing everything, yeah. insulation, yeah. everything. Uh, probably will leave some, ins leave most of insulation. Uh, looks Are like you spray foam or? Uh, like it's like the pads. board, board, the oh, okay. board yeah, insulation yeah. with yep. spray foam and like the cracks and sealing those cracks yeah, and I mean, stuff. That's but there are doors no like the the slider door um, isn't insulated at all. So yeah. like filling in doors, back doors aren't insulated, slider doors aren't insulated. So like. Filling in areas that he just was lazy on insulating, I'll fill those in with insulation, like yeah. doing a better job in those spots. But then, yeah, like I want to do all the wiring, including getting the diesel heater running. I'm probably just going to buy a new diesel heater because that was a cheap Amazon one. And at this point, it's probably fucked up. Just it's invest. Run. Just invest in the Wabasto and get it done right. So if you don't know, Blair's had a diesel heater in his van for two winters now and has never worked because he won't. Put the gas line in. Um, one I haven't ran the electrical for yet either. No, so it was it was one and a half winters. It was uh it was purchased for one of those winters, and sat in the box, and then it okay, was installed yeah. during the summer and installed for the next winter. But the electrical and the diesel pump wasn't hooked up, so. First winter, it wasn't that bad. The second, so for two years you've had it, <laughs> but not really needed it. And the second winter, you second, had chance. Second winter, which I had is like, basically the a need heater. for finishing installing the diesel heater was replaced by chance, which is yeah, he runs hot all winter. Yeah, but um, yeah, like that's the thing is like, I just did a like trying trying to install things like that, including even like the AC when it's like already halfway done. It's like difficult because like it's. Right. Yeah. It's hard to finish then again on top of that. And then you're working around stuff that's already pre-installed and set up from the initial plans. So like working around all that is just like so much harder. So yeah, like yeah, wanna, pull it, but pulling it and reinstalling it correctly. Yeah. Is and then it. installing your ceiling around that, which your ceiling wasn't planned around that before and stuff. Right. right? So you're trying to fill a hole almost so like just get it starts fresh on all of that type of yeah. stuff, which is way better. I think, um, but yeah, getting the diesel heater installed. It's in the same place that it's going to be. It's in the right place. But now I can also build a cabinet around it because that's like kind of dead space. It's like on the floor and then like nothing right now can go above it because I have no cabinetry. But now I can put it in, build a cabinet where it's in like the lower heater cabinet and I still have storage space above it and stuff. So yep. I can just do a better job with its install also. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so I'm cool. finally going to try to get all those projects together, Will. I'm working on it. It's good. I think that was part of it. Like Josh and I were talking at one point it was like, it's easy to skip by all that stuff when you have like the second car. Yeah. Cause yeah, like something where you're like, I have that. Like I can, I don't have to worry about the AC not working right now. Now that I don't have the Subaru. I'm like, Oh, I got to get the AC fixed in the van because driving this all the time now. So like having it immediately in front of you and that being your one vehicle kind of forces you to focus on a little bit more. Yeah. So, and then also just be like settling in and like, you know, you're going to spend some money and just do all these projects at once and just do it all fix it all at once and do it right it's also a little bit more motivating than just trying to like tinker and like slightly fix one problem slightly fix another problem improve one thing it's like now nah, starting everything from scratch almost yeah that helps too and that'll have the best return rate like I think so. if you just like fix one little thing partially every yeah. time it's like 
something else breaks while yeah. you're fixing it, but you don't get to it, and then it just it's like a chain reaction. Of, and the the which has happened with that stuff. And then the, like the van's good, but it is like it's five years of van life. Like not van life isn't the cleanest life either. So it's been five years of van life, and the guy had it for like six to eight months for me as well before me as well too so you're like five plus years of van life which is just a dirty life where like yeah. a lot of trips a lot of dirt a lot of sand a lot of just shit that's gone through that van so you're like all right just pull everything and start fresh i mean the yeah the i'm not in a van i'm in a camper living now but it's the first time i've ever lived in a camper and i'm learning that real fast just cleaning that thing is really important because the the it's just not uh the same as you know like your room at home or anything anything. if you don't keep it clean it stacks up so much faster and you see stuff so much faster and being in vans and rvs you don't have the patio as much to like you know get all your stuff off if it's raining you're just like taking everything in with you especially in a smaller space too where everything's just right there yeah like at at least with with wills you can kind of like step in have a little rug there take your shoes Mm -hmm. off and you know he doesn't have a a bedroom and a living room the bed is in the living room but with mine it's just kitchen is outside in the back and then you get in and you're in bed so you got to be clean before you get in there yeah that's part (laughs) of the fun it's it's a it's it's a great experience i mean i went from three roommates including myself in a college dorm room meant for two with no ac to my own space with ac so even though it's all bed it's a lot more than I've had for the past year. It is true. It is also kind of interesting. Will and I talked about this once at the beginning, but it's like you do live by yourself out here, but it is also kind of like having roommates, especially when we're in the old campsites and we were packed up there, like five people lined up. It's like, yeah, we each had our own RVs and vans and stuff like that. But eight in the morning, seven thirty, eight in the morning, you're all at the bathroom together. Like you're all hanging out together. You're like, you get off work, you're all sitting at the shop or you're sitting at your vans together. It's like, almost roommates but like not quite roommates but it's like it's almost like the same thing because we're like it's five random roommates just put together and gone and go work every day together yeah no you you really do like even though i knew you guys prior to coming out and working here and i had seen those campsites and stuff you know i i really didn't like know you guys know you guys and over the past couple weeks it's like very very quickly like a couple days even it was like oh what's up dude like you're my friend from for the past 10 years yep. that's how it feels so like you spend all day every day with people it happens fast <laughs> it does i mean even even neil jason and uh you know i mean zach's here yeah. sometimes during weekend the week people and stuff. but yeah. the weekend people even them you know i feel like super close with them. those guys i've never met before i met neil and jason and zach all for the first time a couple weeks ago and i felt like i've known them a lot longer so i met beckett no, I'm I'm waiting to. I'm ah. real excited for that. You got We've really ball runner up right there, dude. Yeah. That's that'll be a big we, moment for me. I'll get his autograph. The first few weeks are a warm up. Brett Beckett brings in the energy. He brings in the that's heat. That's the heat right there. <laughs> I I may have met him early, early on, like years ago before before opening. Like one of those days. Very unlikely. Yeah. Very, okay. He was here for like a week. The very first week. I mean, I do that's remember raw you. property, and he is a. Now that it's more of a, a bigger space and we're all comfortable, he brings in a very different energy than he did back then. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyone got anything else? No. Hell on Hills. Bring it on out. We will say Ride Beham uh, Ride Day is the following weekend, July 15th. July 8th. 8th yeah. July 8th. Sorry, yeah, July 8th is the Ride Beham Day. But the first next big event is 
Hell on Hills. I know a lot of people have been talking about it, so we'll see y'all there. Listen to that lineup. So we got Hell on Hills this weekend, Ride Be Him Day the next weekend. One weekend off, I think. Next week, the weekend after that is Outlaw Cars oh, at yeah. Rome International Speedway. Yes, sir. Hell and yeah, then the bro. following weekend is our final race for the race league. It's Hell gonna yeah. It's going to be a good month. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. All right. All right. Okay, you. Yeah. Okay, you. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll see y'all later.